Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I'm David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. This week is a special week here at the Mojo Academy. This is Liberty Week, and so we're going to continue on with our special series of Mojo Minutes, where we are focusing on those things that help us to live a flourishing life in our nation, and ultimately what to avoid in living that flourishing life. So for the past 120 years, the New York Times newspaper has been the paper of record the paper of so-called truth. And most people aren't familiar with its history and its deceiving and its complete distortion of many, many major events in history. In this era, when everything is considered fake news, let us take a stroll down memory lane and observe the corruption and the deceit of America's paper of record. To help us pull the layers of this onion of lies is a fantastic book. I just finished reading by Ashley Rinsberg titled the gray lady winked how the New York times misreporting distortions and fabrications radically alter history. Again, it's by Ashley Rinsberg and let's go to the book for an opening quote on August 31st, 1939, Hitler put into action one of the most flagrant scams in the history of the modern world. In order to give Germany a reason and a right to begin its war of European conquest, he and a number of Gestapo propagandists and henchmen including Heinrich Müller, who may be who would be made head of the Gestapo a month later, concocted a scheme to make it seem as if neighboring Poland had attacked Germany. With a bit of crude but bold propaganda, the Second World War began. The New York Times bought the Nazi dupe without flinching. Underneath its famous banner, quote, all the news that's fit to print, the paper reported that, according to, quote, Chancellor Hitler, Germany had attacked, had been attacked. Already in the second paragraph of the Times' front page article, the reporter Otto Talicius went on to reprint verbatim Hitler's infamous war speech to the Reichstag, which the Fuhrer used to justify to the world as much as to the German people his invasion of Poland. Between the pages, the Times went into detail reporting that Polish attacks had been carried out against Germany at a German radio station, Gleiwitz and other points along the border. The report was written in the Times characteristically deliberating deliberating and objective tome and presented the facts as of the events that would lead to humanity's most horrifying war. At 8 p.m., according to the semi-official news agency, the Times re- report stated, a group of Polish ins- insurrectionists forced an entrance into the Gleiwitz radio station in Germany, overpowering the watchmen and beating and generally mishandling the attendants. The Gleiwitz station was replaying a Breslau station's program 
or I'm sorry, the Glywitz station was relaying a Breslau station's program, which was broken off by the Poles, unquote. The problem, however, the book goes on, was that the Times, places, names, and events themselves as they were reported by the Times, were all Nazi fabrications. With the publication of Nazi propaganda on the pages of the most trusted newspaper of the world's greatest democracy, the Fuhrer and his top propagandist got more than they could have ever hoped for from Operation Himmler. Unquote. Unbelievable. But it goes on. Wait until you re- read this last paragraph. Quote, the Hitler proclamation in its reprint in the Times represented the next and possibly most damning stage of Operation Himmler. Since the very first words of Himmler's, Hitler's widely published speech were coldly designed to deceive as much of Europe and America as possible. Quote, to d- the defense forces, the Polish nation has refused my efforts for a peaceful regulation of neighborly relations. Instead, it has appealed to weapons, Hitler said. Tuchlis printed the entirety of the proclamation in his front-page article, and then went on to report that German military restrictions and warnings, and he had never once mentioned the possibility that the Nazis, so well-versed in propaganda and so ready to use that weapon, as they had proven so many times by 1939, might just be lying for his air-ridden propaganda-friendly reporting. Lucius was awarded the Pulitzer Prize in 1940 for his dispatches from Berlin, unquote. The dude won a Pulitzer Prize in 1940 for this lie. And the author of this book, Ashley Winsberg, does some amazing research And it's well worth reading if you get a chance. You'll never look at the New York Times the same way again. Now you might be saying, oh, David, it's the fog of war and many things get distorted when trying to report, um, especially at the outbreak of a war. And yes, it can. Absolutely correct. Especially with the facts. Very hard to nail down. But keep in mind, the Pulitzer was presented a full year later after this reporting. It wasn't like it was the next week or two months later. There was plenty of time to do some fact-checking. Here's just some other facts around this propaganda that can diminish the claim. Editors, especially the New York Times editors and other parts of the Times, surely knew that by 1939, there was no zero, quote, semi-official news agency, unquote, which was cited as the main article source and... German propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels had been working in this supposed agency since 1933. So you know that they were just pumping out propaganda left and right. So that should have been a red flag. Additionally, the New York Times had been reporting on Hitler for over 15 years, going back to the early 1920s when they had made a bold but awful prediction. Listen to this prediction saying On December 21st, 1924, we're going back to the book here. On December 21st, 1924, the New York Times arguably made the worst prediction in the history of modern journalism. Quote, 
his behavior during imprisonment convinced authorities that he was no longer to be feared, the report said. Quote, it is believed he will retire to private light, private life and return to Austria, the country of his birth. The he of the article was Adolf Hitler. And needless to say, he didn't return to private life or for any real amount of time to Austria. The man that the Times article reported as being both, quote, sadder and, quote, wiser than when he was first in prison, went on to construct one of humanity's darkest regimes, igniting a war that killed tens of millions of people and engineered the worst engineered the world's first program of mechanicized genocide, making him the last person a reader of the times should think was, quote, no longer to be feared, unquote. Unbelievable. Yeah, way to go, New York Times. Completely wrong prediction. Like I mentioned, Hitler would set, would go on a set ablaze, an anti-Semitic fever across all of Europe, a quarter of North Africa, and would seed hatred of Jews that's still evident today in the Middle East. Not to mention those tens of millions that were killed on his behalf in the worst world war the world had ever seen. Rinsberg ends this section in the of the book. With this paragraph, quote, for nearly 10 years, the New York Times reported many of these stories by simply reprinting Nazi claims, particularly when it came to Hitler's peaceful intentions. There was very little journalistic counterbalance in the Times reporting on Germany and even less editorial outrage when it came to the Nazi, the Nazis regime's early crimes. But a closer look at the Times coverage of Germany during the Nazi era, especially when compared to the accurate and incisive reporting of other American papers, raises more questions than it does answers. And folks, this is just one small sample. The book details many, many more distortions, falsehoods, and just outright complete lies with no corrections offered. They never offered a correction whatsoever. This chapter in Germany goes on. Um, so be sure to check out the book. In the closing of the book, Rinsberg sums up in detail, sums up this book in detail. Here we go back to the book. While Guido and Darius and Otto Talicius were reporting favorably on Germany on the eve of the Second World War, almost trumpeting events that constituted great Nazi accomplishments. And this is important. William Shire was decrying those same events. While Walter Durrani was carrying water for the Soviet regime and bowing for the standing ovation he received for his efforts, Gareth Jones was doggedly reporting the truth and was later murdered, likely by the Soviet secret police, on account of it. William Lawrence worked hand-in-hand with the War Department to spin a tale about the benign effects of the atomic bomb on, on the human body, while reporters George Weller and Wilfred Burchett, reporting from Jim, Japan in the aftermath of the bomb, described a, quote, atomic plague, unquote. 
Autotelicious Walter Durani and William Lawrence received Pulitzers for their reporting. The other reporters, those who reported with accuracy, honesty, and courage, did not. Unquote. So terrible. But thank you, Mr. Rinsberg, for your great book. This book is well-researched. It contains many facts that offers tons of clarity to many murky um, but important events in our nation's history. book is, is quite comprehensive. It's a thorough discovery of the truth, which was quite eye-opening when I read it. And I applaud the author even to have the courage to write the book these days, because that's even more rare. So thank you for that, too. So in today's Mojo Minute, perhaps we can look more critically at our legacy news media, and perhaps we can look more critically at all media. They all have their own agendas, as this this book clearly points out and demonstrates chapter after chapter. Often these places get facts wrong, they get them completely wrong, they don't want to answer questions, they don't want to be held accountable, they don't want to defend defend or even own their own actions, and they completely alter shape and radically distort American public opinion. And actually, we saw this on full display for the last three years, all the way through COVID. And this is not keeping with living a flourishing life. Questions and answers must be sought, and most especially with our leaders who don't want to answer any questions especially the tough questions, especially with these COVID lockdowns and the origins and the nature of the Wuhan virus and with corrupted government schools not teaching anything remotely close to the truth, which we'll touch on in our next Mojo Minute. But this is not good. It's irresponsible, and it's extremely harmful to a self-governing society. It leads to a lack of trust in the media and ultimately in some of our important leaders and how they're covered, it doesn't lead to virtuous living when you're constantly lying to people. Leads to a lack of honesty in government. They know they have a propaganda outlet, so they feed them falsehoods because they know they're going to print them. This is all extremely harmful and most regrettable. And the very end, if you had a dear friend that kept lying to you on some of the most important topics and issues In your life, eventually, I would think most of you would simply distance yourself from that friend. And then out of a world of charity, you would tell them frankly and directly to stop lying to you and to others. We should do the same with these media institutions, especially the New York Times that has been lying to America and the world for a long, long time. The truth is out there. We just have to discover it. And the New York Times is increasingly a stumbling block to that discovery. I just got one more quote uh, from the very end of the book that I want to share. As critical theory, this is a reference to the New York Times unbelievable 1619 project, which is his latest set of propaganda, which is covered in the last chapter of the book. As critical theory would hold it is incumbent on us to understand how interest and power affect the flow of information. But very much 
unlike critical theory, we have to search for a more objectively true account. Right on, right on, exactly. Hit the nail on the head. Amen. Back to the book. We cannot assert in place of a flawed history an even more flawed one that happens to advance our interest. Our history is shared and our humanity is shared with it. To believe the truth is mine is to believe it does not exist, but it does. And this is where each of us bears responsibility that grows more important every day. Just as we have a responsibility to safeguard our environment, our neighborhoods, and our communities, we have a responsibility to safeguard truth and history. So they will be shared resources for generations to come and not the purview of a small subset of special interest looking to make far too much of the present, unquote. Well said, Mr. Rensberg. Well said, indeed. So again, today's Mojo Minute, let us seek and look elsewhere for the truth. Because in doing so, we will surely find the truth. And the truth helps all of us to live a better flourishing life and a better life of virtue. Let's get after it. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.